Good afternoon, everybody. I'm John Sherburn, and this is Nightcat, a podcast where I sit around and talk about the shit that I think. <laughs> Sometimes I'm warranted in my opinions. Other times I am not warranted in my opinions. But every time I'm delivering my opinions to you guys, and uh, hopefully you like it. Uh, I'm going to apologize for a couple things again. Right now I'm going through a bit of a cold. My throat is messed up, so my voice sounds weird. Or if I'm, if anything like that's going on anytime, I apologize. And secondly, I'm without a mic stand for the moment. This is hopefully a problem that I will have fixed by tomorrow. But uh, so if there's any uh, shaking, rattling, or otherwise, I deeply apologize. But I'm doing my best to hold my microphone and uh, not have any problems arise. So today we're gonna get into some stuff uh yeah I've, I'm, I'm home for for holiday right now and it's a good time good time to unwind i uh i was on the internet the other day which is always kind of a mistake i, I never know whenever i'm surfing like the web like whenever i'm that sounded so old whenever i'm uh you know going on social media going on reddit whatever it is uh i i can't ever tell if it's a net positive or net negative like the internet in general how it works uh, I I think we I learn we learn a lot. I, I'm a lot smarter than a lot of people uh, in previous generations have been because I have the world at my fingertips. I have absolutely everything I need. You know, um, like my parents' generation was growing up. If they wanted to learn something about cars, they'd have to you know ask their parents. If their parents knew about cars, they'd have to ask their friends or if they ask you know relatives to teach them about cars. Yeah, or it, it, maybe you find a book or something like that on it as well. Nowadays, you don't need any of that. I, I can go on YouTube, and in five minutes, I can learn what I need to know about, about cars this way, cars that way. And so it's a lot easier for everybody to be able to do whatever they want. Um, and I think that's one of the most important applications of the Internet is that it's you're no longer tied down to your region, your area, or the people you know. With the Internet, you can kind of do whatever you want. Um, like, like what I'm doing here, like with this audio stuff I'm doing, I, I can learn this stuff if I want to using the internet as opposed to, you know, for a long period of time, what you'd have to do is, you know, you'd have to know somebody that knows how to do audio mixing. You'd have to know someone that knows how to do this kind of stuff. But I can do this. You know, well, I, podcasting wouldn't even be really a thing, especially at this level, because back in the day, you'd also need to have a, a whole studio doing stuff. Nowadays, I can do it from the comfort of my home for relatively cheap. But at the same time, you get all this weird stuff on the internet. You go on there and tell, you see the weirdest shit. I read these stories and I can't tell if they're real or not, but if like they're real, it's so creepy. Uh, and then there's the stuff that's for sure real because it's just there's just evidence of it. But it's it freaks me out. Uh, recently, I've come into contact with the word incel. <laughs> it's this. It's the weirdest thing ever. This is a very strange microchasm of the internet and of I guess the human race that I was not necessarily always aware of its existence. Incel is defined as someone who is uh, involuntarily celibate. Um, what that pretty much means is ugly guys uh, that think they have no chance at ever finding love, romance, sexual uh, prowess, or anything of the sort. Uh, so there's a group of these guys that live on the internet. Well, they live in real life, but, you know, they're there on the internet. And, oh, man, all they do is sit around and complain about how ugly they are. It's the craziest thing. Uh, and... It, there's it's like it's so crazy to get into but these guys talk about like okay so there's certain males that have like these traits that that women need and that women have no control over it and they just you know the women they they they, they strive for it and they once they get a, a taste of what 
dominant men are like they can't go back uh, and the and the argument is since these men are not very dominant they might have more recessive genetic traits to put it nicely um they don't have a chance these women or at, at best a lot of these there's men that have uh that are kind of in the middle. They're not gross, ugly men, but they're not the, the top predators of the line. So that, you know, if, if I marry some lady, she's going to leave me for, cheat on me with a, a linebacker for the Green Bay Packers because he's a better, personally, he's a better uh, man than I am. But they've, they've boiled this down way too much. They don't, they, don't, they don't take into any variables into account. It's as simple as women exist and men exist to procreate attractive men are going to get the attractive women and unattractive women can still get men because women have privilege that men don't according to these guys and at the bottom of that whole totem pole are the incels the unfortunate accidents and results of poor genetic combinations and man these guys are vicious like i've never seen more angry people in my life um and it's unfortunate, too, because I'm, I'm sure for some people it's difficult. There's definitely people out there where it's definitely difficult to get a partner, and that's tough, um, and, I, and I definitely feel that. But I truly believe that if you try hard enough and work at yourself hard enough to be someone that you love, uh, there's going to be someone out there for you. Uh, maybe not, but it's, uh, you know, it, I think that it, the whole fallacy with the way these guys think is that they have a complete lack of self-awareness. Um, they have a complete lack of understanding about how people work and i think it stems from like a deep hatred for themselves that they un are unwilling to to get rid of so instead of you know okay so let's say maybe you got some necessarily not the best traits um you know i don't have the best jawline or i, I got you know uh, whatever the hell you want to say there's ways to try to help with that i mean it's not gonna be perfect you're not maybe not gonna look like chris hemsworth but neither am i but if you know if you if you if you keep yourself in good shape, you eat relatively well, you you work out, you that stuff's important physically, and if you're physically in shape, it's gonna help. But more importantly than that, and this is where I think it's the most important part that people necessarily don't think of. But more importantly, you have to be a good person. If you're a happy person, that's gonna help a lot. Ninety percent of the battle is being a happy person. Um. You know, with, with with you know, with me, I try to I try to be a, a confident, happy person. I try my best to bring joy to others, and and I I truly enjoy the company of other people. And so as a result, people like me because I I give off a good air, and I think that that's important. I think giving off, exuding that confidence, exuding that love, exuding those positive things are gonna take you a long way. I think it's unfortunate. Cause a lot of these people, I think us are. I think a lot of this is the result of people being unhappy with themselves, and instead of working to fix themselves, they push the blame onto other people. And I think that it's uh, it's unfortunate, because I think that there's, you know, if you're a good person, a truly decent person with with good morals, and you, and you care about other people, people are going to like you. It's that simple. It, it really is. Uh, and sure, there's like pieces of shit out there, maybe, and there's like bad people that'll make fun of you, or be weird to you, I guess, but... I don't know. All in all, it's 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 way easier to to be a good person than to be an angry person, uh, and I think that's very simple. And it, it, at the end of the day, too, even though that doesn't work, right? Say you're you know you're eating well, you're taking care of yourself, you're you're trying your hardest to be happy, good, decent person. And at the end of the day, you still don't find love. Well, you're still a happy, good. You're still a good person. That's you know tried your best, and like that's that's better result than what these guys are doing, which is sitting in their basement surfing the internet trolling people talking about how women don't have any 
Women exist only to breed and have no sense of, you know, self. That's insanity. That's crazy talk. And I see people like that. It's crazy talk. I don't understand how people think that way. Um, I, I, feel, I personally felt like we were past splitting people like that in, you know, genders and races and things like that. Like, damn, there's no, there's no such thing as that. Everyone's a person, and you got to respect it. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a crazy thing that I kind of come across recently that I never would have expected. But, uh, you know, that kind of stuff can surprise you, I guess. That kind of stuff can surprise you for sure. Let's talk a little about music here. So I have a very interesting music taste. I try my best to uh, take in all different styles of music, all different types of music. Uh, and I think it's I think it's important. I think the, I think a mu- my opinions on music are as follows. I think that there are a few different artistic mediums that we use to convey emotions and things like this. Um, and I think that they all are very effective in different ways. I think film, like videos, things like this, I think that they're visual mediums. They can explain the human condition. They can explain how people are and things like that. But that's where they end. It's a visual only. And and, and you can only take so much in visually and, and to me be ex- affected by it in an abstract way. So I think movies measure how humans are and how it look, how things look, you know? But music opens this whole new door where music, in my opinion, music explains emotion. And it's one of the only true things that can actually just harness pure emotion. Um, there's only a few different art forms that can do that. You can argue to a lesser extent, in my opinion, that like uh, art can, like paintings and things like that. Because it can be abstract, but I still, to me, I don't, I don't feel, personally, I guess, maybe I'm crazy here, but I, I don't feel it. When I'm listening to music, man, I feel, I can feel things that I can't really feel with any other medium. And so I think music is very interesting. I try to take in all different types of music from all different time periods and all different genres So for that reason. So I can try to understand more about how people feel. And uh, uh, there's this playlist, the Spotify playlist I've been listening to. It's called, it's called, uh, there's two of them, but the one I like a lot is called Lucid Dreamer, uh, and and this is and this is less this is less about the feeling emotion thing, um, from a outside perspective. Like if I listen to like an acoustic Alicia Keys song, I can harness and feel her emotions, right? I can I can connect to that emotion, and it's really interesting. With this, I'm not connecting with anyone else's emotion. I'm creating emotion because these this Lucid Dreamer playlist. It's they're instrumentals and they're. Uh, I'm not going to say psychedelic, but they have, like, lots of different uh, dissonant noises, and uh, it's music, and it doesn't all necessarily relate to each other. It's, it's, um, it's not loud, it's busy, but in, like, a calming way, and so I, I really enjoy listening to this playlist at night. I'll sit, and I'll kind of meditate a little bit, um, like, I'll sit and just kind of try to clear my head and have this music playing, or um, I have a couple playlists like this, and they just, like center me like they help me to delve into my own emotions that's why i think instrumental things are very interesting i think classical music is really cool i think this kind of stuff's really cool uh and the reason i think it's cool is because it, it doesn't assign to you an emotion like i'm listening to like wish you were here by pink floyd that is pink floyd assigning to me an emotion it's assigning to me how i should feel about the way the music sounds but classical music is different because in classical music it's instruments playing and however i interpret their sound is what I feel. There's no lyrics telling me how to feel. It's not saying, ah, you know, I'm sad, I hate my mom. It's not, oh, I'm happy, the sky is blue. It is a piano playing, and a piano playing emotionally. It might, and, it, and at most, it, te- it tethers me to a sad or a happy emotion. Like, at most, it is, it is a somber song. But I assign the emotions I feel towards it. And I think that's really interesting. Um, and I, that's, I, I love 
classical music for that reason. I love instrumental music for that reason because it doesn't assign something for me. It allows me to assign meaning to it. And I think that's important. So uh, that is my two cents on music. Um, just a quick little thing there. But no, I, th I think it's interesting. And I find uh, there's all these different types of music. And for a while it was these people to get into their headspace about music and like kind of see down their own narrow path with it because you know you listen to something and that's about it. But it's crazy to me how at this point there are so many uh, styles of music that are all so different and they kind of achieve that similar goal. But I look at things like like the rap that's really pop, like you know it's like Trippy Red or Ugly God, whatever the hell. Um, I don't listen to too much of it, but I, f I find those. Uh, that music genre very interesting because it's rap and it's very emotional. It's it's emotional rap in a way. At the same time, though, it's very it, it's basic. A lot of the stuff that you hear, at least a lot of the stuff that I hear, a lot of I mean, it's, it's pump up stuff. Like it's like it's like it's just a good beat with lyrics that are easily digestible and they, maybe they sound good if you're into the genre. Uh, but a lot of times, that's a lot of where the emotional stuff ends. Um, or maybe to me too, it's sometimes it's like there's emotional lyrics, but the voice behind the lyrics makes it impossible for me to enjoy the message. You know, there's some of these guys that have the weirdest voices, and I, and I like weird voices. I listen to like Danny Brown. Um, I, I, I listen to artists that have strange flows and strange vocal patterns and styles. But uh, some of these guys are very strange. Like in the new, this new, you know, screaming rappers or mumble rappers or things like that. It has this very strange sound. A lot of times, it sounds like that. It's going on. Is that like that kind of thing? They get that, and even if the lyrics are deep, if the lyrics were like, like interesting, profound lyrics. If they're talking like this and they're saying, it's hard for me to 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 understand that and to translate that into a positive, into an emotion that I have strong feelings for. And I think that's why I'm not a huge fan of the genre, um, because. I either like music that doesn't tell me how to feel and lets me feel it myself, or music that tells me how to feel but tells me in a in a way that makes sense. I think I think this is a transition transitionary? Transitory? I think this is a transition phase for rap because um, they're moving into having emotions be more mainstream. And a lot of artists in the Kid Cudi, uh, Kanye West, uh, and there are a lot of other small, like certain songs and things like that from other artists. There's a lot of artists back in like the '90s, 2000s, um, even in the '80s. They were talking about societal stuff, but they talk about deeper emotional topics. Um, and there's a lot of these artists that you know. Kanye is my example. I love Kanye, but I, I do think he's one of the first and one of the most strong influences of this. But these rappers started to talk about their feelings, right? Kanye was rapping very little about drugs and bitches and stuff. He was rapping about his grandma's dying. Or he was rapping about addiction. Or he was rapping about his car accident. And that kind of stuff's more emotional. It's deeper topics. And I think that's where it starts. And here, now it's becoming mainstream. But these rappers are using the wrong medium for it. Like, they're telling good messages, but the way they're portraying the messages is through trap beats and lyrics that are hard to understand. And that's, uh, to me, a misuse of the message they're trying to send. If they're trying to talk about having a hard life in the ghetto, they're trying to talk about dealing with depression or something like that. Those are good messages to send, and I think they're trying to find their sound. And so I think in the next five, ten years, that sound is going to emerge. Um, but I think right now it's kind of being mis mishandled. Um, and I, that's why I'm behind the movement, but I personally do not partake in it too often. 
Uh, I'll listen at a party or something like that, but there's very little times where I want to put my headphones in or plug my car you know, speakers in and listen to that stuff because I can't get behind that message like I can't get behind... I can get behind the Eagles say more, or I can get behind uh, Sia more, like her acoustic. I love her piano covers, um, songs and things that I can I can have an emotional connection with, and I either can uh, understand and agree with the emotion they're pushing onto me, or they're not pushing any emotion onto me if I'm listening to like like some classical stuff. Um, and so I think this is like a middle ground, and I think that's why it's hard for me to digest, and it's hard for other people to digest, perhaps. Um, but I really think it's a good direction for rap. I think rap for a long time was very lost. Rap started out as a way to talk out against the foundations and stuff. And then rap got very popular. And that became a big cash grab. And a lot of people saw dollar signs. And so they rushed to it. And then there was a good period of like 10, 20 years um, where, you know, in the 90s they were starting, you know, fronting, talking about being cool and shit while still talking about those issues. And then in the 2000s you saw a big breakaway from that for a lot of popular rap. You get like, you know, uh, Chingy and Tiquan or whatever the fuck, and you get some of these rappers that were just talking about going to clubs and doing this shit and that shit, and it, it you kind of got into that low period of music for not all rap, but for for a decent amount of rap, and then um, it kind of has started to come back, and now they're talking more about social issues, and I think the reason is because society is reflecting that. We talk about social issues, we have issues, like we understand these problems now. Um, and so since society's talking about it, music's also starting to, some music, uh, uh, it's interesting because I think rap is right now in a very, in, uh, reflective, social, socially mindful phase, and not a lot of other music is right now. Right now, rock's not going out, making big stands, taking points against the government or against societal issues. I don't see a whole bunch of that. Rock's being rock. Their music, talking about cool stuff, making great music, but rock, for the most part, is not calling shit out. There was a time where rock was calling shit out and they were trying to make change, and it's not right now. Uh, and that's totally okay. It's just that right now rap is in that kind of phase, and I think it's one of the only genres at the present day that it's at that kind of phase. So, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. I think music right now is very interesting. We're undergoing a lot of genre bending, and that hasn't happened too much yet. And I think that we're at the verge of something that's going to be as powerful as the introduction of rock into society. You know, rock, before rock, it was, you know, like rock changed everything. And it created a whole bunch of subgenres that would never have happened without it. I think right now we're doing some genre mixing where you see it started out, you know, pop, rap kind of combining. Electronic music started to work its way into it. Now, you know, back in like 2013, 14, there wasn't a lot of electronic stuff or a lot of that kind of stuff in pop music. Now there's a lot more of it. Now, uh, you know, rap is really, really popular right now. Uh, and a lot of these influences are mixing. A lot of rap is using rock in it, and they're starting to use like rock and jazz aspects a lot more in it. Um, a lot of pop is starting to utilize other things, and so you're seeing some of this mixing going on, and I think it's very interesting to see what genres form from them, and like our kids, uh, and, and like the next generation, I wonder what they're going to be listening to, and what conglomeration of our genres is it going to be, um, and I find that very uh, entertaining to think about, so I'm not sure, but I think it's cool. Uh, personally, I... I, I enjoy listening to all types of stuff. I like playing... I love playing acoustic stuff. There's a... You know, I, I freestyle over beats and stuff sometimes with my friends. But I'll also go out... We'll sit out in the you know, back deck and I'll start pl I'll play, playing the drum and my friend's playing guitar and like that stuff. I connect with that so much. There's such an emotional feeling that I, it comes out of those nights. Because acoustic sets 
that like the folky rap, like the, it just there's a level of there's a level of personality to them that you can't find that I can't find in other things. There's a level of rawness of it's just us making the music with our instruments, talking and singing about whatever the hell is coming through our minds. Like that to me is so cathartic, and it's something that I don't know if I'll ever be able to feel with anything that's not doing that. Um, so yeah, I, I think music's very interesting. I think it's a very interesting way to define culture. I think if aliens came down, they'd want to analyze our music more than most of anything else because I think it's a very specific thing that we do that explains us more better than almost anything else. And so I think it's very interesting and very important to keep your eye on music because music defines culture, music explains culture. And so I think it's very important to keep that in the front of your mind. So... That is it for today. That is all I have for you. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. This has been Nightcap. Have a nice night.